0: Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the Faithful Fathering Podcast. This is Josh Ulmer with the podcast team. This week's episode is the final part in our four-part series from a recorded radio broadcast
1: from 2019, where Rick Wirtz, founder and president of Faithful Fathering, answers live
0: listeners' questions on the air, such as what to do when your child doesn't have a father figure in their life. We hope you enjoy Vital Issues, Part 4. Thank you.
2: Thanks for listening to Christ-Centered Radio, KHCB. Christ-Centered, keeping him close by. That's what KHCB stands for. One means of keeping him close by is through this upcoming program, a program that contains Christ-Centered counsel. On this program, Vital Issues in the Christian Home, those issues will be brought up that you call in. Vital Issues in your Home. Vital Issues in the Christian Home. Now let me introduce our guest, Bruce Munsterman. Our host, I should say, Bruce Munsterman. Well, good I morning, can be Bruce. A guest, that's fine. <laughs> well, we'll he's let the, gonna
1: introduce we'll let Rick be the host. That would be even good. <laughs> that would be much, much better. Uh, welcome to Gage CB's Vital Issues in the Christian Home our thanks to Dan Wales, who is producing this broadcast today. And also our very special guest, Rick Wirtz. Rick is with the ministry called Faithful Fathering, in fact, Faithful Fathering of Texas and has a wonderful website, faithfulfathering.org. His goal is to encourage men to to be the fathers uh, that uh, their children always want them to be. We'll discuss some of these issues as well as uh, your questions, and you can phone in a question if you would like to ask Rick something about uh, the issues we discuss. Uh, Simply call 888-777-5422. That is a toll-free number, 888-777-KHCB, or 5422. 713-520-5200 713 520 5200 is another way to contact us, especially in the greater Houston area or through cell phone. 713 520 5200, and we'll try to get to you right away. Uh, Rick Wurtz of Faithful Fathering, your ministry now is how old? We're uh, going into our 19th year, wow. Bruce. Yeah, but, uh, praise uh, the Lord. Yeah. God is great. Why did you start Faithful Fathering? Uh, well, obviously, because many fathers are not faithful and their roles, uh, no doubt. Well, it's this father that wasn't faithful,
0: <laughs> is the way the Lord got uh, hold of me. Is that a point so. to me or a point? <laughs> well, you're the you're the host today. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a...
1: <laughs> so uh, you're not pointing to me as the, being the uh, reason for the ministry.
0: No, I, I'm the reason. The uh, Lord, uh, if He's he, He's worked on me over the years, and I mm. like to share a lot of the experiences that I've uh, been blessed to go through. You know, some positive some not so positive but uh, it's life isn't it uh, there's a lot of temptations out there that try to distract us and, uh,
1: and I think people need to know that uh, you know your your life's work was in the oil industry you, know, you didn't study you know you didn't go to high school then to college then to Bible college then to Bible seminary to start this ministry
0: right I had the school of hard knocks uh, we uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, I was I had, Lord, <laughs>
1: takes us to school that's for sure I uh,
0: I had two prayers as a young man that I'd be blessed with a happy and healthful marriage and family we didn't know growing up, and that we'd live somewhere above the poverty line that we'd grown up below. And uh, I was a typical overcomer from a, a rough childhood, rough situation at home, and and just got busy. You know, and busy stands for being under Satan's yoke. And uh, Satan is never focused on healthy relationships. It's other stuff that distracts mm-hmm. you from the most important relationships in your life. And uh, so, you know, over the years, he gave me a wake up call that said, uh, "Hey, I need I need you on uh, on my fr- on the fathering front, on this battle front, uh, because he has, uh, you know, he had answered the prayers." I had been blessed to get to college, one of the the first in my family to graduate from college and get a good education and get a good job. in the oil field coming out in 1980, uh, it was uh, good times. And uh, so I just got busy.
1: What was your expertise? My my degree was
0: in mechanical engineering, and, and the job was oil field services operations management. And uh, we moved nine times in 15 years and just kept going and Mm -hmm. uh, just looking for that next promotion, that next raise and uh, financial security, the elusive financial security that – but all the time he kept me above the poverty line for sure, uh, well above the poverty line. uh And I was taking these blessings for granted. And uh, you know my story. The story was to come back from an extended business trip and uh, look out in the backyard and ask my bride who that I was out there playing with Amanda. And she said, that's your son. You're traveling too much, and uh, uh-huh. as a, as a good as a good Kansas farm girl will do, she just said it as a matter of fact. She didn't say it judgmentally. She didn't say it condescendingly. It was just a matter of fact. And the Lord, you know, was not that gentle with me. He said, "Son, I've answered your prayers, and you're taking these blessings for granted." He said, "Furthermore, I'm losing a generation because of dads like you." And that was really the start of the journey. We left the corporate world in 95. He brought men into my life that uh, initiated this ministry in 2000. Uh, In between that time, I was blessed to work with our mutual friend, uh, Dr. Ken Canfield, and uh, the National Center for Fathering. And uh, he he really poured into me as a spiritual father. And uh, today, uh, here we are, 18-plus years into ministry. Uh, just trying to be obedient. And, Mm. uh, you know, what I know is my kids know me and they know the Lord. So I've been paid in full.
1: And you do it in a variety of ways. Some people want to know, well, how do you encourage fathers to be, quote, faithful fathers? Uh, One of the things you try to do is encourage men. And you're going to have a conference coming up. Uh, well, let's see, mid next month already.
0: Right. It's uh, October 20th. It's a Saturday evening, six to seven thirty. We're calling it an MVP Father. That uh, you know, we have a lot of MVPs here in Houston. By the way, you know, the Astros have. Uh, uh, Jose Altuve was MVP of the uh, American League. Uh, George Springer's MVP of the World Series. Justin Verlander was MVP of the American League Championship Series. And here uh, Alex Bregman was named MVP of the uh, All-Star Game this year. So now MVP for father means that you're motivated to be physically present. You provide vision for your family and you're purpose-filled on the journey as a faithful father. So we're going to have some great dads, uh, uh, Melvin Adams, uh, Buddy Griffin, uh, Mike Rosas. Uh, and we're all going to bring stories to uh, connect with dads. And it's going to be a, a high energy, uh, uh, just a great evening to get some uh, uh, insight, some godly wisdom, wise godly wisdom from uh, some very uh, influential fathers over in the Houston area.
1: Okay. And it's coming up Saturday, October 20th. Uh, For more information, go to faithfulfathering.org, faithfulfathering.org. It'll be at the Sagemont Church, located at I-45 in the Beltway 8, uh, this in the greater Houston area. Not everyone listening right now can come all the way to Houston to be a part of this. Uh, What do you recommend for fathers? Uh, I know you have a number of special um, activities that you try to do with individual churches, and it's not just about your ministry, partnering with churches, many churches can do these things uh, even without you. But you're willing to counsel, willing to help. And Absolutely. Some have
0: truck, will travel just like you. You know, it's... <laughs> <laughs> But uh, if they go to the website and the What We Do page, uh, there are videos. There's all kinds of uh, – we have a YouTube channel. We have lots of things that can, people can access. Uh, what We Do page has a great uh, video of our uh, luncheon, the leadership luncheon that we typically, typically conduct to help a church understand how they can get uh, a ministry. Ministry for fathers going in their church. Uh, we typically work through a core group of dads. And we build relationship and then let those guys drive the process to uh, really what we call pass the baton, which is pass is purpose-filled fathering activities for dads and kids. Uh, studies for dads, and then staying connected with your kids as they mature. So all of those have uh, dimensions to them that are outlined on the website. And uh, happy to talk with anyone that uh, wants to get something going in their church, wherever their church is. Mm.
1: you also have some practical ideas of things that uh, dads can participate in with their children.
0: Absolutely. Uh, several churches do things like overnights. So we have an overnight actually at our church out in Richmond. If you're in the uh, West Houston area, Richmond, uh, Rosenberg, Sugar Land, Missouri City, uh, at Faith United Methodist Church this uh, this Saturday night, actually, uh, we have an overnight there. We'll have a bonfire. We'll have some kickball games. We'll have a dodgeball game inside. We'll cook some hot dogs and roast some s'mores and have have a devotion time. So it's a, just a okay. fun... And how event. does
1: that develop... A relationship with dads and children
0: well, it's just uh, fun to easy to plug into activity and uh give give moms a day off or a night off is really the the, the marketing uh, strategy <laughs> uh, but it's it's just uh, provides dads a very easy to plug into activity and give them a taste and, and the focus of the event from our standpoint is just remind dads how important you are It mm-hmm. is the most important job in the world mm-hmm. to uh, raise a godly generation, so that 's what uh, we focus on so that 's so yeah. you,
1: you say overnight, so what do you have? Tents that you sure. pitch out in the lawn of the church.
0: That's right. We have an activity field, have an athletic field out there, and just pitch a tent. And if they don't, uh, if the kids are too young, they just won't come out for s'mores and what have you, then that's fine. They can go home, and you know that's the idea. If the day kids get restless, they can get home real easily. But the idea is to spend night in the tent and then go into church all, uh, you know, uh, grubby and nasty, so that uh, you can uh, enjoy a morning of worship back in the corner of the church wherever they let you sit. Ha ha
1: ha ha ha. Yeah, that's something that's uh, pretty inexpensive. It's something that any church can participate in, something that you can host at your church. And this idea, of course, being um, helped with Faith United Methodist Church. Also, I know Sagemont Church is doing this one on October 19th the weekend. You have other retreats, other gatherings. Um, these are all on the website. So. That's,
0: that's right. And sometimes they're independent, and sometimes uh, they're worth, like Sagemont Church is one of our uh, oldest core groups. And they have uh, actually twice a year an overnight under the cross there on the south side, where right at I-45 in the Sam Houston Tollway uh, on the south side. And uh, so we have a couple overnights, and we'll be there on Friday night, October 19th. Uh, so, yeah, those are the things that we have going on and uh, uh, Memorial Church of Christ has a fabulous father daughter weekend scheduled for the end of october uh, that 's a church specific but uh, outsiders are you know, if there 's space available they 're more than welcome to join us okay. and then there are a couple of open retreats yeah. later in the year and that
1: 's a great point is this these activities can be for the community, maybe hosted at your church, but uh, have your friends or have your members invite others to say, hey, we're having an overnight. Uh, bring your son or your daughter and come and be a part of this uh, special event. And it's it's for dads. And Absolutely. So that's the focus of his ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, MVP Fathering Men's Conference coming up on Saturday, October 20th. That also will be at Sagemont Church. For details, so go to faithfulfathering.org. Or you can always call and leave a message, 281-491-DADS, 281 491 32, uh, 37. Well, if you have a question about uh, fathering or about any issue, about uh, families, uh, certainly give us a call at 888-777-5422, 888-777-KHCB, 713-520-5200. That's for cell phones and uh, for uh, local Houstonians, if you want to call that number. Otherwise, the toll-free number available across Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, Arkansas, or even into Florida. Well, Dan Wales has a question already uh, called into us, so let's go uh, to Dan for our first uh, question for today.
2: Yes, our first question uh, deals not with a father-child relationship, but actually with a mother-child relationship. We have a mother who says that uh, she is very much estranged from her son and daughter-in-law, and it's because of the daughter-in-law's actions. She says the daughter-in-law has destroyed the close mother-son relationship she used to have. Um, As a matter of fact, it began with a a little disagreement at the wedding rehearsal dinner that uh, blew up and became a much bigger deal, and now it's a a constant, ongoing problem. At a recent communication uh, she had with her son, He just became enraged at her, red-faced, just furious. The daughter-in-law says, "...you are evil," and has estranged her not only from her son, but uh, even has talked against her in other family relationships." And this caller says she's now estranged from her brother, her sister, her niece and nephew, her uncle, all because of this uh, daughter-in-law. She's wondering what is appropriate to do, what she can do, because she doesn't see this relationship readily mending or being repaired.
0: Well, that's a, a tough, tough situation. I think, you know, Bruce, I always get asked, you know, what the what's the toughest phase of fathering or of parenting? And uh, they expect you to always say, oh, those teenage years were a disaster. You know, they were you know, hmm. a person I found. terrible twos. Or, or, <laughs> or, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've actually found the teenage years to be some of the most fascinating. But. Uh, I finally just come to the conclusion: it's just wherever you're at. You know, it's, mm. it, I think the letting go phase is one of the toughest phases, uh, particularly you know when when kids start to go out on their own, they get beyond college, and and particularly as they marry to to let go. Uh, you know, I. We draw the analogy. You know, our our uh, our ministry uh, message is to pass the baton well to the next generation, and 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 the analogy, of course, is the relay race. There's nothing worse uh, to hear on the on the on the track than the dropping of a baton, <laughs> and and uh, but as you're running, you have a 20 meter window to pass that baton to your to your runner, and if you you can't. Put the baton in his hand and then say, hey, let me run the next lap with you because I want to stay with you. That just can't happen. You either let go of it. If it drops, it drops. It's failure and you pick yourself up and keep going. But you do not get to hang on to the baton for the next for the next leg of the race. I think that's the toughest thing. I think sometimes it's it's particularly hard. I think with uh, single moms and single uh, parent situations, especially if a son is the only man in in uh, in mom's life, it's a very tough time to let go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I can't say enough. Uh, I've always said my mother is the most spiritual woman I've ever known. Uh, But her boldness and willingness to let go of me as a teenager, understanding I didn't need mothering, I needed fathering. So I was under uh, a brother-in-law as a father figure and an uncle stepped in as a father figure. And she backed out uh, to a good bit. Uh, at that point, understanding that mothering wasn't what I needed at that point, I needed to get on with with uh, becoming a man, and uh, so I, and I think uh, so. Mom's letting go is, is a tough, tough thing, and it gets exacerbated if there's a, a, a wife in the picture that wants to cleave to her husband. But that's what scripture says mm-hmm. <laughs> we leave our mother and father to cleave to our wives and uh so to understand uh how we're to uh let that relationship mature as as dad or mom uh when our kids get married is uh, is a, a tough journey and i encourage this uh this mom to really find some other moms to uh to counsel with to uh, uh discuss you know that are in a similar uh stage of life or maybe even later stage of life that have worked through these uh, this journey of letting go of a son to to be in his marriage and i think what you'll find is that As she does, and she'll learn how to love her daughter-in-law in in spite of whatever her daughter-in-law is doing. It's not what her daughter-in-law is doing. It's how she's responding to what her daughter-in-law is doing. And and the reason I say that is that we don't get to change our daughter-in-law or our (laughs) son-in-law. We can only change ourselves. Mm -hmm. Uh, So in trying to change somebody else, it just is going to exacerbate the situation or to try to blame someone else even if the blame is appropriate doesn't uh, doesn't get you where you want to go uh so my encouragement here is number one always is to pray about uh that the lord would reveal to you whatever this wedge is and uh, uh have no doubt about it that you know evil is all about uh, distracting destroying and uh, discouraging you in relationship um jesus the christ of course is is all about unconditional love and, uh, and, and godly relationship. So the, I encourage, uh, mom to really pray through that, listen to what the Lord has to say and, uh, and begin to, uh, again, seek counsel, possibly, uh, you know, professional counseling. Uh, but I would always start with other godly women, and uh and just be very cognizant not to allow it to um a discussion to to uh uh degrade into uh, a bashing session. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to stay on top of this and keep God in the middle of this uh, of this relationship.
1: Yeah, you know, it uh, we all have a a dream of what we think will be like at the next stage, you know, where some sort of Uh, as they grow, uh, maybe in high school, you'll be, you know, thought of this way. And then when they go to college, you're thought of this way. And then, of course, when they leave, you want to be the perfect father-in-law or the mother-in-law or the perfect grandparent or whatever in the next stage. And when it doesn't, when your dream is somewhat uh, uh, challenged and it's not going the way that you had hoped or wanted, um, it's a difficult thing to figure out if I did anything wrong or what is going wrong. and, I don't it know where you turn.
0: Yeah, and it not Yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't do us any good to look back either. I mean, we don't we can't uh, uh, we can look back and learn, but to dwell on the past or to uh, to uh, continue to try to live in unrealistic expectations. I mean, the the Lord has us exactly where He wants us. It's through our circumstances and through our current relationships that we have an opportunity to glorify Him, or to glorify something else. Hmm. Uh, so my encouragement here is to really uh, focus on how we can glorify the Father in this, on this journey. And, in spite and,
1: of not being what I had wanted it to be?
0: In spite of it, because uh, you're, are, the prayer right now should be for this marriage. You know, today's marriages are under attack. They don't need to have a conflict with an in-law. That's, uh, you know, it, we have to lift up marriage to, uh, to be glorified as the closest thing to our relationship with Christ on this earth. So mom needs to recognize that, that this marriage is the closest thing that her son or her daughter in law are going to have in their relationship with Christ on this earth. So she needs to, we need to be praying for that. And as that matures, I'm sure the relationship with in laws will, will, uh, will, will mature as well.
1: Mm, okay. And uh, pray. I hate to use the phrase, but pray for patience. Um, because, and uh, hurry up for that patience. Yeah, for that right, patience. yeah, and then pray that it will hurry up and come. But uh, that's the difficulty is uh, because it, it doesn't seem to come when we want it or hope that it will come. And, boy, the fulfilled dreams, I think, of the very first uh, family back in Joseph and Mary, you know, the the dream of Mary certainly was a special thing but it wasn't the way she had planned or thought or she was engaged and then all of a sudden she finds out she's with a child and a lot of expectations and a lot of uh, things that were dashed and yet somehow she was able to wait upon the lord
0: well and joseph as well right sure uh, what did joseph want to do yeah I mean, his, put her he, away the, the, yeah, right. the, the, yeah the the custom and the culture was to put her away and he loved her unconditionally because of uh what the lord had put on his heart and i think the lord will Put on uh, this mother's heart how she's to respond, and uh, and the she may not get to see it in this relationship, but what she, how she responds and how she moves forward is her legacy with her grandchildren as well. So uh, that's that's my encouragement to her is to stay positive, stay loving, and uh, and find that counsel with another group of women or uh, and or professional counseling. Yeah,
1: and if they're asking for distance, then granted, grant them grant, grant them distance, okay.
0: absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right, not not a, not an ultimatum. Be <laughs> sure. Not an ultimatum. Say, I'm out of here. But just grant them the distance and be available.
1: Hmm. All right. Vital issues in the Christian home. Thank you for calling in today. If you have a question, 888-777-5422. That's three eights and then three sevens and then KHCB. That's our toll-free number. Or 713-520-5200. Our producer, Dan Wales, writes your question down and then we'll forward it to our guest. Dan, what's on this listener's mind?
2: A father with a nearly 12-year-old son wants to know how to have a father-son talk about growing up, including birds and bees.
1: Mm. You were talking before, what are the difficult age groups or ages to to deal with our children?
0: This is a difficult one. Well, the trouble is 12-year-olds today probably know more about birds and bees than we have any idea they do. Uh, That's, uh, you know, the average age of first uh, exposure to pornography now is nine. So uh, I applaud the dad for his sensitivity and his willingness to do this. I think there's some fabulous uh, resources from uh, Focus on the Family and... uh, uh, and, uh, uh, family and Family Life Family mm-hmm. Life uh, that uh, uh, Dennis Rainey has uh, it just those I would research those two websites focus on the family and family life and Isn't see it, what uh, they're something have. about being a knight K-N-I-G-H-T It's Raising yeah. a Modern Day Knight is uh, okay. Robert Lewis' book is a fabulous resource uh, I was going to say at 14 we do have a uh, a father-son passage retreat that is for 14 year old boys and up uh, this fall but uh, doesn't apply to the 12 year old but I would I would say, Dad, uh, just just make sure he uh, is comfortable and uh, can come to you with any question he need he has about anything. Uh, you know, research has shown that teenagers want to talk to mom and dad about sex and and uh, and and the questions that they have growing up. But uh, and so, how
1: do you start that conversation, or how do you say, "Hey, anytime you ever have a question"? Are you blunt or are you, I mean, that just, it seems very awkward.
0: <laughs> well, the, the first thing is just always be available, you know, as much as you can. Be available, uh, be accessible, be approachable. You know, and, and that's that's a matter of of having, uh, scheduling some good one-on-one time with your son. I, I always say dads, date your daughters, you know, regularly. I encourage the same with the sons. Sometimes we think that going out and playing catch with our sons is just going out and playing catch. But it's going out and and. and and, and interacting with our son. It's going to have an ice cream cone. It's going for a walk. It's you know whatever the case may be. It may be uh, just a, a a trip to the to a ball game. But you got windshield time and you have time to you know ask some open-ended questions about what's going on hey, how are, how are the girls at school? You know, these types of things. You know, what's what's going on in your mind?
1: And I think sometimes it's easier to ask and maybe this is the the preliminary, you know, is anybody bullying you at school? What's going on? Tell me more about it shows that you're approachable about hopefully any subject.
0: Absolutely. You know, and that's the, the approachability is is the, the key. And uh you know, I, one of the toughest things for me as a dad uh was when my daughter I you know, I played tennis because I couldn't find nine other guys near as intense as I was to play baseball with. So, uh you know, I have these eyes and some intensity that goes with it. It's just my management style and what have you that I I Honed over the years as part of my defense mechanism, right? Mm. Well, or uh, it
1: was a skill you developed. Uh, you you well, went to college on you, a the skill. The, the, is that a, skill.
0: Yeah, a skill is a generous word for it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> one university thought it was good enough. <laughs> but the. Uh, uh, but my daughter actually told my my bride that uh you know I intimidated her and uh, didn't see me as approachable and boy that's a that's a shot mm-hmm. to the soft underbelly to uh, suggest that uh, your daughter is it doesn't see you as approachable to talk about something and uh, so I had some work to do and uh, my bride was there to help me to say you know make sure you know you know, you, you don't put off that aura of uh, of uh, of intimidation and and so I, for this dad, I'd say it, you know, it may be an intentional weekend away with the the program that uh, Family Life might offer. Uh, but then it's it's not just a one-off deal. Uh, that's that's the uh, that's the big change from when you and I were growing up, uh, Bruce, and uh, to uh, to today is there's not a the talk isn't. Uh, isn't the way it is these days. It has to be a continuous dialogue because there are things coming at these kids that we can't even comprehend. So uh, I would encourage him to uh, again surround himself with uh, similar age dads you know that have similar age kids as well as an older dad that's been through this and uh, and seek that counsel and uh, seek that fellowship so that you can have somebody else to, to bounce ideas off of as well mm. certainly he can call our office as well I can put him on to more resources at uh, if he wants to give us a ring at two eight one four nine one three two three seven. But uh but I just I applaud his sensitivity right now just recognizing it is a is a huge step in the right direction and his son is your son is blessed that uh, you want to be there for him because uh that that's all the difference in the world right there.
1: Okay, Family Life's book is called Raising a Modern Day Knight.
0: That's uh, Robert Lewis's book. Oh, that's Robert it's Raising Department. a Modern Day Knight. All that's right. Robert Lewis's book. Uh, okay. I don't recall the name of the program with uh with Dennis Rainey, uh, but uh, again, family life. I think it's think dot org, and or and or focus on the family is another resource that uh, you can look at. Uh, uh, you know, at puberty. There's
1: discussion questions or things that you can I, kind of I, prime the pump. Is that?
0: I think at at one point uh, they, they, they these are dated. They used to have cassette tapes <laughs> that had specific discussions. I'm sure so they are uh, MP3s I'm or sure CDs that, or something. Yeah, yeah, maybe I'm, even DVDs. I'm sure they're today. podcasts today. Uh, but good uh, point. Yeah.
1: All right. So those are some of the helpful resources that might uh, allow you. And again, uh, this is, a Dad, if you have this issue in your church, uh, ask other dads. Maybe this is something that all the dads can uh, get together and actually have a little um, gathering themselves with the sons and bring in a special speaker or something.
0: Well, that's, that's exactly why we work with churches to establish core groups of dads because you get a cross-section of the demographics of dads in a core group working together, then they're sensitive to these types of things. You know, Memorial Church of Christ just put on a fabulous uh, forum for dad for parents that address bullying, drugs, pornography, and just just try to open up the dialogue, and is because of their sensitivity to what is happening on the fathering front. Uh, So that's where we really work as a ministry. We work to come beside the church to uh, encourage uh, some dads to not only get to know each other and help each other on the journey, but to begin to see what the church is doing well on the fathering front and what isn't happening on mm-hmm. the fathering front mm-hmm. and, uh, and to supplement and complement uh, the body of Christ. And uh, in the process, you reach out to the community, to the community as well. And uh, at, the end of the, at the end of the day, we raise the bar. My, my vision is to raise the bar for fathering and the visibility and the uh, critical nature of this we have in this role as God's representative in family to raise the bar to a, a whole new level in the body of Christ and beyond. Hmm. All right.
1: Vital issues in the Christian home. Our very special guest today, Rick Wirtz. Rick is with Faithful Fathering Ministry. It's here in Texas, but it uh, goes across the nation. Faithfulfathering.org is his website. So no matter where you're listening right now, you can get some information. Faithfulfathering.org. These are issues that are uh, international as we raise uh, the next generation. And Rick wants to keep uh, that focus on the Word of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to pause for station identification. and We'll be right back. And welcome back to a program we simply call Vital Issues in the Christian Home. We don't know what those are in your family, but we know we all have them. And so this uh, hour-long broadcast has a chance to bring a a friend in, a Christian counselor. Our guest today is uh, with a ministry that deals with children, especially fathers and children and their relationships, and uh, encouraging uh, dads to be the the father that uh, Scripture calls us to be. If you'd like more information about the ministry, go to faithfulfathering.org. If you'd like to ask a question in our next uh, 30 minutes, you can call us at 888-777-5422. It's a toll-free number, 888-777-KHCB. Or if you're on a cell phone, just dial directly 713-520-5200. It's a Houston number. You can also call that if you're in the greater Houston area, 713 520 5,200. We're taking your questions through our producer, Dan Wales, who's writing them down and passing them on to us. Dan?
2: We have a caller who says that uh, she and her husband have been married for 15 years. Both of them were previously married. Um, they do have uh, marital intimacy, but she says she is not at all satisfied by her husband. And it's getting to the point she does not even want him to touch her She doesn't welcome his advances at all. They do love each other, but there is this agitation in the relationship that surrounds the sexual connection. And so while she honors the commitment and is not looking for divorce or anything like that, she is wondering how to move forward, what they can do to strengthen their relationship.
0: Well, that's uh, uh, one of the toughest uh, dimensions of the relationship because people always come into a marriage with uh, a perspective of what, um, what what the relationship should be, should be. sexually, yeah. and uh, and
1: then also what past experiences they've had. In this case, they've been married before plus whatever their upbringing was, plus, 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 right?
0: Yeah, plus whatever. Yeah, exactly. You have all the issues, uh, you know, uh, of childhood and the upbringing, and the background and what have you. And and usually I, I think uh, in marriage I always tell folks to, uh, you know, one of the most important things we do as a couple is to review some of this background. Uh, and that is uh, we look back and, and identify the good, the bad, and the ugly that we both come into the marriage with. You know, the good might be... Uh, 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 a healthy family at home, uh, church attendance, uh, some faith uh, grounding or what have you. The bad might be none of that was there. Uh, you didn't really have any faith. It was just you saw marriage and possibly your mom and dad uh, were divorced themselves. And so this is uh, has affected you. And the ugly, of course, would be uh, uh, alcoholism, other addiction in the home, uh, abuse, abuse emotional or physical. And uh, all of this has to be processed as a couple. We both come in with our dimensions uh, for the relationship, and it has everything to do with how we relate to each other physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Uh, so uh, you know and and now you when you bring a previous marriage into the mix that even exacerbates the dimensions uh-huh. that they're trying to to pull together in this marriage so first of all i I, I applaud her heart and her passion to uh, stay firm in the marriage even if she doesn't feel physically uh, 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 satisfied at this point in time because uh, that's foundational for how you know how the marriage is to survive. Everybody goes through the the, the peaks and valleys of of of, uh, of a healthy relationship in marriage. Uh, hopefully, you're somewhat out of sync with your wife. So that when you're down, she's up, and when she's up, you're down. You know that uh, when you're down, I mean, when you're up, she's down. And so the the the, the key well, that's is why to, you walk two can two walk together. Except that's they exactly agree. Right. So, but, okay. but the the key is that you have become one in marriage. Of course, mm-hmm. that's what uh, that's what the key is. And uh, so, uh, with the physicality here, uh, it may. Uh, I always encourage again. First off, is always prayer. Be praying that your heart would be open to your husband, and uh, that you would have that desire for him that uh, that that we should have for our for our uh, married partner, and uh, for our wife or for our husband. And uh, then, uh, secondly, is certainly uh, counseling would be uh, professional counseling. I was. Whether it's uh, through focus on the family again, or through uh, Houston Center for Christian Counseling, uh, Tim Maverichosis Group, or you know that uh, uh, seek out that counsel um, to the degree that you're comfortable, uh, and the, depending on what church you're involved with, I would suggest visiting with your pastor, and uh, and, or, and or and or pastoral or council staff at your church, depending on on uh, on your situation in your church, but uh, and or. Uh, You know, again, uh, I just think there's tremendous value in counsel of, of older women. Uh, in, in this situation as well, and as guys, of course, I seek counsel for uh, older guys. It's, it's harder and harder to find older guys, Bruce. But uh, you know, because <laughs> you are one, because I, I are one, one. <laughs> I are one. Uh, but you know, I think uh, there's obviously a love for her husband, and uh, but yet a a frustration, mm-hmm. and that frustration uh, is not of God. You know, it uh, that's just not the way God designed relationship to be. Uh, so, uh, that's, that, that's something to continue to pray through. So, uh, I, I don't have any, uh, you know, I, that's, uh, it's a journey. Uh, marriages, uh, you know, they're, they sometimes those valleys uh, last longer than others. Mm. But my, my prayer, my hope is that, uh, that, uh, this young lady will be able to pray through and, and work through this, uh, in, uh, in concert with her Lord and, uh, and her husband.
1: Yeah, there's so a so-called magic wand. We, we we pray that the Lord will take care of it and hopefully it'll be by tomorrow. But sometimes the journey is, is long. I think about the children of Israel going through, what, 40 years of wilderness? Uh, uh, Moses uh, being put out for a while after uh, he left Egypt, uh, fleeing for his life because of his uh, sin. Um for a number of years, I think another 40 years. So uh, not that we're saying this is going to take that long in this particular case, but we're trying to
0: illustrate that it may not happen tomorrow. Well, and, and that's right. And, and the good news here is is that it is something that's workable. I mean, there are other situations where the, the uh, ill health – prevents any physical inner intimacy in marriage. And uh, and the maturity of that marriage guides you through. The maturity and discipline in that marriage guides you through that at time of abstinence that is just the the way it is. So, uh, you know, my hope here, though, is that uh, this does get resolved and uh, that the Lord will be glorified uh, as a result of, of it.
1: Hmm. All right. And uh, as Rick mentioned, get some counseling and uh, maybe start with your pastor, asking for a referral or something of that sort, wherever you can find, or call KHCB. We have a, a list or focus on the family or many others. Vital Issues in the Christian Home on the air. Rick Wirtz, our special guest, 888-777-5422, 713-520-5200. Let's go back to
2: our producer, Dan Wales. Our next caller is a godly widow. She has been uh, without husband for 10 years she has a son who's 12 years old. He was about actually a, about a year and a half old mm. when his father uh, passed away. She says her church has uh, a variety of groups, including Bible study groups and so on, but none that exactly covers the need that she perceives. She is seeking someone to mentor her son. She's asked the church leadership if they can provide help. So far, uh, they have not really come forward with a, a plan. And she's concerned. She doesn't want to just uh, be arbitrary or unwise. She knows there are predators out there, wolves in sheep's clothing. And she wants to know what she can and should do to find a godly uh, father figure or someone to help mentor her son as he grows up.
0: Well, they're not just predators out there. There's also liabilities out there that uh, really inhibit uh, church's ability to come alongside uh single moms in general, and widows uh, as well. It just, it's a sad situation. Uh, it just, uh, uh, my encouragement, uh, a couple things. I, I don't know if she's in the Houston area or not, but uh, she is welcome to... Uh, to bring her son to uh, Sagemont Church on October 19th uh, just as an evening out and uh, meet some great uh, other dads and and kids. If she's in the Houston area, that's something that uh, could work. She can call her office. I would like to know, uh, you know, Again, if she's in the Houston area, what church uh, she's a part of. And please feel free to call our office or email me. at. uh, You can call our office at uh, 281-491-3237 or email at uh, rick at faithfulfathering.org. And we'll try to help in any way we can. I I know that, um, like I said, the uh, uh, first option is always to call on an uncle or a, a brother-in-law, uh, someone in the family would be the best fit to uh, to be a mentor. That was a blessing in my life. My brother-in-law was close. My uncle was uh, many states away, but I was able to spend some summers with him. Uh, but... Uh, uh, that would be the first choice. A second is a dear friend, hopefully that uh, you could completely trust. Uh, we've had uh, friends bring young men on uh, on these overnights on uh, church sites, uh, or even bring them on a retreat. Uh, had an uncle bring a nephew on a camping trip uh, just uh, just a while back. So I, I, there are uh, other opportunities there to uh, engage a family member. But uh, I can respect the fact that uh, if. You want a godly, uh, rep- you know, a godly uh, man in your son's life, and there isn't a family member close, then certainly the church is the right place to turn. Uh, another is, uh, uh, you know, scouting programs or other uh, opportunities for father figures to be involved there. So, uh, but again, uh, I'm happy to help any way I can. Uh, but understand, it isn't just predators, and it isn't just uh, there are liability issues out there that really. Uh, um, inhibit, uh, inhibit, 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 inhibit the, a church yeah. inhibit a church to be able to do what they want to do. All right. then you're
1: saying that if you call, maybe you could counsel the church or maybe give them some ideas or help right. if they're interested or if they feel that they have some freedom. Is that. So, um, As a mom, uh, what do I need to do to prepare for my son uh, as he's getting near that uh, teenage uh, year, uh, just a year away? Next year he'll be 13 and... Uh, uh, there's only so much a mom can do, right?
0: Well, first of all, just focus on being the mom. Okay. Don't worry about being the dad. Just be the best mom you can be. And uh, certainly uh, stay on top of the issues. As I said before, uh, uh, dad called earlier with a 12-year-old as well. And, uh, and know that the distractions and the... Uh, Exposure is there. Uh, even if he doesn't have my, you know, I, I always say, don't get a smartphone for a kid until they're fifteen, sixteen years old. You know, just get a, a regular phone if they, you know, if they can text you and, and what have you. But, uh, but know that he's gonna be exposed to that, whether he's in school or on a bus or whatever the case may be. So, again, uh, as best you can create a comfortable environment for him to come with any questions, uh, that, that he may have. Uh, but uh, it would be again. Uh, you're absolutely spot on to to seek out what that uh, father figure for his life, and maybe multiple father figures. I mean, that's it. And, and again, in my case, there's been multiple uh, fathers, um, spiritual fathers, that have stepped in at different stages of life. Uh, so there might be a fellow that would be right just now, another in in a few years, or as he approaches college, or whatever the case may be.
1: All right, uh, isn't there a natural Pulling away from mom, uh, coming sure there into is. the teenage years. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's uh, and so mom should be ready for that, right? Or be aware of it. Not necessarily ready. No one's ready, but um.
0: that's a great point, Bruce. You know uh, that's uh, uh, girls tend to seek uh, that relational dimension. They develop that relationship, and they draw closer to mom in those years. Uh, young men are developing an independent nature, so they 're tending to pull away from mom so don 't take that personally that 's a very good point. Moms should not take it personally that sons are pulling away a bit, but just under actually you know that 's part of the journey <laughs> and and be uh, pleased that your son is is maturing well. Uh, now, that, what if you
1: see him not maturing well? How well do you...
0: It's a matter of time. I mean, it's just okay. uh, it, 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 the, as long as not maturing well isn't because you're cuddling him. <laughs> You know, you, you have to stop cuddling at some point in time. But uh, you, mom is, uh, like I said, moms just need to be mom and understand that uh, uh, as you're absolutely spot on, that as they mature, that you need to find that outlet so that they can uh, confide and begin to talk about being a man with another man.
1: Hmm. Okay, and keep praying. Um, that doesn't mean the Lord can't bring someone into your life or change the heart of your church or give them an idea or something. Uh, sometimes, uh, church leadership—we're all too busy and uh, forget about some of the issues. And uh, then the Lord has a, a way of uh, prompting us to pick up the pace. So. But,
0: but the Scripture very clearly talks about widows and orphans, yeah. and uh, and Amen. we need to do a better job as a church uh, in general. I mean, I'm convicted as well as a you know, just—we you know, are all the church.
1: Well, exactly, exactly. Uh, as you, you mentioned that she could come to the October 19th event. Uh, right. As a mother, you know, would I be the only well, mother?: there? Well, there will be,
0: no, there will be some others. Uh, we always open, you know, the evening is open. Typically, the overnight is just dads and kids. But if moms want to come for the evening and, and stop in, they're more than welcome to enjoy a hot dog. And and I wouldn't embarrass my son if Absolutely. I come to. I wouldn't think so. Okay. I wouldn't think so. Mm-hmm. We'll, uh, we 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 uh, just have some fun and enjoy uh, the activities there. Okay.
1: So, And give Rick a call. He certainly can give you some ideas and maybe tell you of other ministries and other opportunities that uh, can be a part of it. And maybe the Lord's encouraging you because you have the need that maybe you need to help start something at your church uh, because the church doesn't have the, if not the wherewithal, the, the people that are interested. And uh, I know that uh, I've come across some people who had need, couldn't find the church to address it. Uh, And so they started something, and the church welcomed them, embraced them, and supported them. But they needed that catalyst, and I don't know if that's what the Lord has for you or not, but uh, that's what you look for, right? Absolutely.
0: uh, The lay leadership is uh, is the church, and uh, that— that's all all critical in raising a godly generation. Now, no, you said several
1: times though, that you have a core group. What does that
0: mean? Uh, a core group is a, a group of dads that are uh, represent the demographic of the church. There'll be a grandpa in there. There'll be a dad in there. There'll be a marketer in there. There'll be a teacher in there. There'll be a coordinator in there. They're, you know, just different gifts, unique gifts, but they're all passionate about being the father they're called to be. So they begin to work together to see, you know, again, what uh, what can we do in the church to raise the bar for fathering? And uh, so that's what Sagemont's done, in, in trying to in coordinating these father uh, father child outings, uh, easy to plug into fun events. Uh, some will do uh, studies for dads. St. Anthony of Padua up in uh, the woodlands is running a. There's have close to seventy dads going in small groups doing a study called Dad's Armor. Uh, there's uh, staying connected. Are your retreats, your father son, father daughter weekend getaways, and uh, and then we have some other adventures as well. But it's all about a, a core group of dads saying, hey, what do we need to do to really raise the bar for fathering in our church? And and certainly there is always a sensitivity, not just, you know, we, we call it an upstream ministry because we're working with dads with kids. Uh, upstream means that we're trying to catch them, you know, uh, there are other ministries that, that pull the kids out of the water, you know, that are drowning because they don't have a dad in their lives. We try to work with the dads that are pushing kids in the water <laughs> before they push them in the water and and that they stay engaged and be aware of how critical their role is and mm. prioritize their family. I mean, we just have a 15- to 18-year window. This can window. be single dads.
1: This can be yeah, can separated be, dads. This is...
0: Absolutely. Okay. Uh, but we just have a 15- to 18-year window to have an influence in these kids' lives. We think it's a long time, but pff, it goes by quickly. Mm. Uh, so, uh,
1: and we forget all the pressures they have against sure the family. We just step back and look at society and – how non-family focused it is. Well,
0: that's uh, that's our that's the battle we face. I mean, uh, we are strangers in this world, <laughs> and and uh, sometimes I look at them and wonder if we can get any stranger than yeah, us. But, uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Too. Yes, indeed. But our our char- our charter though is to uh, raise the bar and come alongside widows, come alongside those that are in need of of some further guidance. I mean, uh, I don't know about you, Bruce, but I didn't get a, a an owner's manual when I came away from the hospital mm. with kids. No, I got uh, a bill. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have the book. We have the Bible. Yes. And, amen. Uh, we can work through that as uh, as as men and as uh, as as we uh, grow in our marriage and grow in our opportunities to uh, be an influence and raise a godly generation. Well
1: kudos to your mom. Thanks for calling in and we appreciate uh, your situation and certainly ask the Lord to give you grace and, and insights and as Rick keeps emphasizing, just be the mom. The Lord will supply the other. He is a father to the fatherless. Eighteen minutes after the hour, vital issues of the Christian home on the air. Rick Wirtz, our guest today. Let me give you his website once again. It's one-word, faithfulfathering.org, faithfulfathering.org. We'll give you the phone number at the end of the broadcast. Right now, Dan Wales has another question for us.
2: Yes, this comes from a mother of a nine-year-old. She says she wants to raise her nine-year-old son with Christian values. Her husband is a Christian, but he is not living close to God at this point. In fact, his life has uh, become more worldly than godly, and so the boy is getting mixed messages. In fact, uh, she's even heard him uh, mocking her when she goes to a time of private prayer. And so she is just wondering how to deal with this, because obviously the father has a role in the boy's life, but... It is not one that is uh, uniformly good. So what can she do with this nine-year-old?
0: Well, the first thing to do, of course, is always to pray. I mean, uh, I'm, I've said many times the reason I am here is because my mother was praying for me every day, uh, mm. through some times where I was not even in contact with her and I didn't know she was praying. But right. uh, after and again, fact, you had a tough upbringing, right? right? Right. I left home when I was about thirteen, and uh, but our but home you... was a violent, alcoholic home, and uh, so it was a, a tough situation. Uh, but
1: uh, you know, so uh, so did you ever mock your mom when you saw her praying, or did you even know she was praying?
0: I think I just discounted it. Uh, that's mm-hmm. uh, I was tuned out. I mean, I was focused on uh, me and and what I needed to do. And uh, but as a nine-year-old boy, I mean, I, I'm, I'm drawn to this First uh, Corinthians passage. It says, "Therefore, uh, let him who thinks he stands take heed that he does not fall." No temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. And God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will provide the way of escape also, so that you will be able to endure it. You know that's Paul's uh, word to the Corinthians, verse Corinthians ten twelve through thirteen. And and my and, you know what's what we're seeing here, Bruce, in the world, and I, I think we all fight it is that the temptation. Uh, is is very unique for each of us. I mean, the devil knows our playbook, and he comes in and he'll he'll uh, uh, subtly creep in and, and take over. And and a lot of times, it's in the uh, uh, attack of our time. You know, our time will be consumed with long hours at the office, uh, time on the internet, uh, time in hobbies and other things, and and all that time is taking us away from the vital relationship with Jesus the Christ and and with our wives in marriage. And so it's a wake-up call that has to happen. And, and my encouragement for uh, this this mother is to absolutely uh, be fervent in her prayer. You know, uh, mocking or not, uh, fervent prayer is is always the. Uh, uh, will that prayer does work and uh, be praying for your husband as well to uh, that his heart would be softened and uh, turned to the Lord and and just specifically lift up those concerns you have about him drifting from uh, from his faith because if he has the foundation, which you suggest he is, he he has been to church and he uh, is a Christian, then uh, then there is a foundation there to draw back on but uh there's going to there has to be some uh loving touches in there through prayer and through uh your actions and your words to connect with your husband and say, "Hey, we really are drifting a little bit here uh, and it uh, I would encourage uh again counseling from uh, uh older women in the church uh counseling uh uh, a great group I was uh, tout uh, Brett Hurst Brett and Kelly Hurst or home encouragement or other uh, uh weekend getaways uh, you know focus on your marriage and uh, uh too often we get caught up in our kids activities and what have you and the marriage starts to rotate around our kids and that's just not the way it's supposed to be our, our kids are are a product of the marriage so the marriage is the primary relationship so Trying to get away and, and, and invest in your marriage to reestablish the communication that's there and reestablish that loving relationship that is a reflection of your relationship with Christ is all about, uh, you know, your relationship with your husband. So uh, my encouragement here is that uh, uh, please don't read anything into a nine-year-old uh, or mocking or, you know, these just—I uh, think you're right. He may be uh, just responding in, in a way that he understands he can respond uh, should be no judgment in that, uh, effort at all. Uh, just simply love. And, uh, so love will push out the fear. And, uh, uh, and that's what, uh, that's what it sounds like is you're fearful that, uh, that, that, uh, your son will drift. And I, I think, uh, only love will push that fear off. And, uh, so loving your husband, loving your, your son. And uh, continuing to uh, wrap them in prayer, fervent prayer, uh, regularly and daily, uh, is is absolutely paramount. I would not stop praying over your son at, at bedtime. Maybe even after he's asleep, just go and put hands on prayer. I did that often. If I left early in the morning, I put a hands on prayer on my on my kids before I left. Uh, but those are the things that we can do as parents, and uh, mm-hmm. and that that prayer is honored. Uh, but I would encourage. Uh, a weekend getaway, if at all possible, uh, with your husband and uh, voice these things and these concerns so that they come out in the right uh, environment, not in a condescending way, but in a uh, just a loving, concerned, uh, uh, concerned for the, the uh you know, the reason you're married, Malachi 2.15 says, the reason we're married is to raise godly offspring. <laughs> and so that's our, our focus, is to make sure that marriage reflects a relationship with Christ It's worth catching. Uh, and that's what our kids will catch. Okay. Vital issues in the Christian home. Rick
1: Wirtz, our guest today on KHCB, faithfulfathering.org. Dan, let's go back to
2: you for another question. Yes, our next caller is a single mom. She has a 14-year-old son. Dad is not in the picture. And, um, The son, frankly, displays anger and hurt because of that. Mm -hmm. Um, They do attend church, and she is seeking to have him be mentored by a Christian, but uh, is, first of all, wondering how again, if you can recap some of that, how to find a godly mentor. And secondly, she is just expressing concern because, you know, she's uh, not working, can't pay for counseling. She uh, knows that her son is doing uh, all right, but less than his best in school. And she has seen him recently gravitating towards some bad friend choices. And that's that's really a red flag that is uh, causing concern.
0: Well, uh, I- I tip my cap to every single mom out there. That's a, a heck of a job to mm-hmm. uh, to take on. And um, uh, you're absolutely spot on to seek out that, that mentor. Uh, again, uh, it in my case, it wasn't necessarily a godly man that came beside me, but it was a man, uh, and that was still better than no man. <laughs> and and so uh, it may be a brother-in-law or an uncle that, that aren't necessarily walking with the Lord the way you may want them to be but it is still an important relationship for the son to nurture with another man. Uh, So uh, my encouragement is to uh, uh, seek out uh, maybe hopefully that relative that uh, might be able to come alongside you in some way uh, and or grandpa or uncle, uh, that that type of thing would be ideal. If not, then maybe a brother-in-law or uh, uh, another uh, close friend, uh, maybe a Maybe a father of a friend of your son's. And uh, uh, but never approach him, approach his wife, <laughs> and and ask if 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 she would, uh, you know, if there's a way they could uh, involve her son in in some of their activities. Uh, so that would be my encouragement to. Uh, and why not the the friend? I, I wouldn't I would never suggest a single mom approach a, a husband of another woman. I uh, just say approach the woman and uh, see if approach the wife. Approach okay. the wife and uh, and uh, always you know, that that's. There's a reason Scripture always says that you know, old men aren't supposed to counsel young women. It's it's older women oh, uh, counsel younger women, older men counsel younger men, and uh, so my my point is there. However, she can make that connect would be uh, would be a blessing to. Uh, uh to encourage to to connect but if not then again uh please uh, feel free to call our office if uh, you have a church uh you know if that I could be interacted in the interface in that in any way I can I certainly will uh, it's, again, it's a tough issue for a church to address. But hmm. but there are opportunities, and um, if there's the off chance that we have a core group of dads in that church, maybe it would be uh, uh, a way for uh, for that group to step in as well. And so, yeah, we
1: mentioned earlier that uh, maybe the Lord's calling you. You know, Sometimes it's the people that have the needs that can start the ministry. I don't know how much you're getting involved, but certainly uh, don't discount that God's not moving in your heart to do something. Uh, as far as um, seeing him towards bad influences how do I bring that to subject up you know th- th- he's gonna say oh mom I
0: know what I'm doing right 14 he's he knows everything yeah well you just admit uh, yes son you do have all the answers I understand that and uh, <laughs> okay and, well that's an interesting uh, but, response. But let's but let's talk about some of those answers that you have and and uh, tell me what you're thinking and uh, and how you know I can share some of my you know you might be able to share some of your personal experiences or whatever because I mean, at 14 he's seen more more than you have any idea you've seen hmm. and uh, unfortunately and uh so being able to be real with uh, with your son is is very important it's a much tougher place for a mom to be than uh uh, it's tough for a dad as well, but uh, mm. for for a mom with a fourteen year old son, it's a tough place to be because he is very much in that independent mode, and uh, and thinks he has the world by the tail. I mean, he has he has all the all the questions he thinks, or he at least he, he thinks he has all uh, the answers. Right, right. right. Uh, and and the trouble, is, I mean, the the point is, what I again I encourage mom is to make sure that that he knows that. Uh, uh, the safe place to bring these things up is in the home and in the church. You know, this, the Internet and peers are not providing you the answers that are godly. Hmm. So you're there to love him and unconditionally and uh, let him know that uh, uh, that uh, the book has the right answers. And in family and in our church family, we're going to get through this.
1: Okay. And of course, the book is the Bible, and that's what Rick Wurtz uh, As for his focus on his ministry, which is simply called FaithfulFathering.org. He has a special men's conference coming up, MVP Fathers. And that's going to be on October the 20th at the Sagemont Church. Also has a couple of overnight events. Uh, This is in the greater Houston area. Some retreats that are open to anyone if you would like to come. All this available on his website, FaithfulFathering.org. Or if you'd like more information about some of the questions we got to or didn't, uh, discuss, certainly give him a call, 281 491 DADS, 281 491 3237. Rick, always a joy to have you here. God Bless to be here. Give him you. heaven. You're tuned to Christian Radio. Keeping him close by.